Welcome back in to Fear the Belly Podcast. This is your host, Drew Bob. Uh, I just want to say I'm sorry for taking a little break. You know, sometimes life gets in the way of podcasting and stuff. Um, been down in Charleston, awesome city. Definitely recommend going down there to anybody who has never been. Uh, today we're focused on the NFC and the AFC West. And I got a few things I want to say with other things. Uh, BYU actually just got all their scholarships paid for, their partials, by Built Bar. I've never had a Built Bar, but this made me want one in the worst way. Uh, just a quick shout-out there. Um, also, Pittsburgh getting Schobert for highway robbery from Jacksonville. That would have changed up my entire episode last time I did one. Uh, Schobert does it all. He did it all for Jacksonville for the longest time. And rest in peace partially to Tim Tebow. Man, we all still love you. Uh, you're a big football guy. You're one of my favorite people on the planet. And I just want to say best of luck to you in your future endeavors. You're real good at anything you've ever done. And your wife's hot. You're the man, Tim Tebow. And let's get it moving to the next thing. Start off in the NFC West with the San Francisco 49ers. Shout out to Doug Roman, the biggest Niner fan I know. Love you, Doug. And best of luck to your Niners, even though I do believe they are going to win this division this year. They are two years off of a Super Bowl appearance. And they have one of the most stout defenses in the NFL. I'll say that until the day I die. They're a top three defense, especially when they're healthy. When they're healthy, they're unbelievable. And I think defense wins championships just like everybody else on the planet that's smart and play the, play the game of football and actually watches it and knows what's going on. Defense wins championships. I'll say it now. I'll say it in 20 years when, when it happens, whenever it comes down to it. But this defense is led by Nick Bosa, who's an absolute freak. On the other edge of him is D Ford. They are both. Unbelievable coming off the edge. Inside, you got young guys like Eric Armstead and Javon Kinlaw. Javon Kinlaw showed so many bright spots last year as a rookie, and I think Niner Vans should be absolutely stoked about this pick. He's a huge dude coming out of South Carolina as a rookie last year, and he is more than capable of holding down the inside for as long as he is in the NFL. Um, he's making it easier for those guys on the outside. The one-on-one matchups, you put a one-on-one matchup on D Ford, you're in trouble. You put on a one-on-one matchup on Nick Bosa, Trouble's not the word. You're in deep, deep poo-poo. All right, let's let that be known now, and it's going to stay now. Now, right behind them, you have a dude that is just a beast in Fred Warner, and he's got the salary uh, the salary to prove it, man. He's the highest-paid linebacker in football, and I think he's very well-deserving. That guy is just as good at covering the pass as he is at stopping the run, and that is something that's a rarity nowadays in the NFL. And if you can do that, you deserve the bag. He got the bag. Fred Warner to the moon. You heard it here first. You heard it here. I mean, I don't even have to tell you. He's a beast. He's an absolute stud. And behind him, they got guys that are veterans. Basically, their secondary is kind of on the older side, but they lost Richard Sherman, which, you know, they they didn't need him, man. They got these young dudes stepping up at the same time. But they got Chrisky Tarr, who's been around for a long time, and Jimmy Ward on the exact same boat. Um, But, like I said, your secondary, I've said this before, I'll say it again, your secondary is only as good as your defensive line because you have to cover somebody for only a short amount of time. That's a great, great problem to have because your defensive line is just that good. And I think this, this defensive line is up there with the Steelers on the top three in the NFL, if not number one. I, I think this team is very damn good on defense. And let's get over to their offensive side. They have two quarterbacks willing to take, take the reins, man. They got Jimmy G, who has a chip on his shoulder, man. This dude was just in the Super Bowl two years ago. But they were Niner fans, not necessarily Niner fans. They, Niner fans are the ones I understand. But from an outsider looking in, people are trying to give up on Jimmy G. And I, 
I kind of get it at some point, but at the same time, this dude was beat up last year. He was beat up. They're giving this guy more weapons every single year. He lost his boy Kittle last year, too. I think that this this is a big year for Jimmy G because, God forbid, they got a young guy who's an absolute stud, man. Trey Lance doesn't turn the ball over. You saw that at North Dakota State. He had like 60 touchdowns to, I think, one turnover, I believe. I could be wrong. Quote me on that. Call me out. Do whatever you got to do. I'm cool with it. But this dude, Trey Lance, he's the truth too, man. But they're looking great in camp. Everybody loves a little bit of competition. You you see one article saying how good Jimmy G is doing and one article on how good Trey Lance is doing. And there's nothing wrong with articles of two good quarterbacks. I'd kill for that in Dallas, and we all know that. Moving on out to their weapons, they have Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. They're two young receivers who are more than capable of doing anything that the Niners last they asked them to. They can run the ball out of the backfield. They can catch the ball and make plays after the catch. It's, it's great watching these two young cats go in there and kick some ass, man. It's, it's fun. And they're consistent, too, man. Both of these dudes are fantasy monsters. I, I honestly would love both of them in any type of dynasty league because they're so damn young, man. So young. Uh, let's go to their backfield. First of all, Kyle Juszczyk, you're getting a shout-out. You're the man. And everybody doubts you because the fullback position is dying in the NFL, and it's a damn shame. You're one of the last ones we've got left. And there's a bunch of hard-nosed juggernaut guys out there who respect everything you're doing. And I don't know if you're ever going to listen to this, Kyle Juszczyk, but I love you. My whole family loves you. And every football guy on the planet should love you. Let's put that on there first. And then they got two running backs behind him. Raheem Mostert is going to start off as a starter. And he's going to catch a lot of passes out of the backfield once they realize that Trey Sermon is more than capable of being in every down back. That dude's an absolute freak. Went for 900 yards in a half a season in Ohio State. And there's absolutely nothing that he can't do. Don't, I'm not knocking Mostert, but the guy can't stay healthy. He, he has had a lot of trouble staying healthy. He's getting on the older side, and I think that this is a perfect fit for Trey Sermon to come in and eventually take the reins of this offense. Uh, Trey Sermon's the man. Raheem Mostert, you're one of the fastest dudes alive. I just hope you stay healthy, my man. I love that you beat up the Giants every time you play down. It's fantastic. Um, just like that, we're moving on over. Oh, wait, not yet. Player to watch, George Kittle. The most exciting guy in football. I apologize for almost leaving that guy out, even though I should have never done that. He's the absolute man. George Kittle, you make blocking exciting. Every young guy should watch how George Kittle plays the game of football and admire that and then model their own game after that because he makes blocking just as much fun as catching touchdowns. And he's he's happy to do it, man. This guy is just hes a world-class guy, let alone football player. He's my player to watch for this year. He's got chip on his shoulder because he was beat up last year. George Kittle, you're the man, dude. We all love you. And kick some ass this year, buddy. Shouting out. Oh, by the way, when you're done playing football, I'm sure there's guys that are going to want you in a WWE. And you better have, like, some sweet costume. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. I can see him, like, some Animal Hulk type stuff. It would fit out perfectly. And now we're actually moving on over to the Rams that are no longer in St. Louis. So I don't know why I almost said that, but they're in L.A. Um, this defense is another elite defense, man. Aaron Donald, you can't just mention this team and not mention him first uh, I know they had some big move in the uh, offseason bringing in Matt Stafford but you just there's no one that's going to overshadow Aaron Donald he's one of the best football players we've ever seen the world has ever seen and it's amazing that we're going to be able to sit here and watch him for his entire career my generation I should say and everybody that's on the planet now but you have to see what he does and just admire it and just get it rolling because he is a, a dominator on defense from the defensive tackle position, which hasn't happened since Warren Sapp, but Warren Sapp even had help. But when this dude just got into the league, Aaron Donald, small small school guy, he's not the biggest dude. He's out of pit. I think he's six foot, which is absolutely insane to me. But 
this guy has been a dominant force on defense from his moment stepping into the league. And I, I could not and I couldn't emphasize that enough that he's just amazing. If you don't realize how a defensive lineman can change the game of football until you watch this guy for just ten snaps. Alright, so definitely do yourself a favor and check it out. But Matt Stafford, man, can he be the answer in St. or not St. Louis once again in LA? Because I, I think a lot of Rams fans and a lot of people that like fans or are fans of the NFC West teams have been putting this on Jared Goff for a long time. And I, I think we'll see. We'll see. Matt Stafford's an absolute beast. He put up with a lot of shitty teams in Detroit. And I think he's living the, the L.A. life. He's back in the same town with childhood friend Clayton Kershaw. Uh, I'm not sure if anybody knew that. They were on the same Little League team and everything growing up. Really good friends. And I think it's a good landing spot, man. He's got Sean McVay. I'm curious as to how Matt Stafford changes McVay's play calling. Because, I mean, McVay's an option. He's an absolute genius on offense. But there's a lot of movement in his plays and everything. I'm, I'm, I know Stafford can do it. He's an athletic big dude. And I think he's got a little bit more of a cannon, which a little bit might be a little bit of an exaggeration. But he definitely has more of a cannon than Jared Goff, and I want to see how they use it. Um, my player to watch, I'm going to do it early because I'm not, not mentioning these dudes, but it's Cooper Cup and Robert Woods on this team. I'm doing two because depending on how this receiving core blends with Stafford, that's how this team is going to run because their defense is obviously fantastic. Anchored by Aaron Donald, I'll say his name again because he deserves to have his name said at least once every minute. And Jalen Ramsey, who's just going to shut down one of your receivers, unless they're like a little receiver from Chicago, maybe Daryl Mooney. But, I mean, everybody's seen that video, so I'm just going to say that to bust some balls real quick. But we're going to keep it going. Um, shout out to the Rams for starting a little fight with the Cowboys. Love seeing a little grit on hard knocks. Everybody loves seeing that. And I'm a Cowboy fan, so it makes me happy. Um, they are, were able to hang with Garrett Gilbert. Uh, I don't think they'd be able to hang with Dak. That's just me being an asshole. But... I think Daryl Henderson, his role just went through the roof with Cam Akers' injury. They also have another back called Jake Funk, or Jake Funk, I should think his name is. He's actually a small school guy, but he has a lot of stats, man. It's kind of hard not to pass up what this dude's done in his college resume, and I think it's fantastic that he might actually have a shot. But it sucks for Cam Akers. That dude was gonna make a, he was gonna make a big step, man. He had all pro written all over him this year. I know my cousin Austin's huge on him. Uh, but he's more he's more the numbers guy, man. You you want to listen to numbers, you reach out to my cousin Austin, his uh his podcast has uh Austin Abbott FF on Fade Consensus Podcast. Like I said, he's the man. Definitely give him a listen. Um then we're gonna go over to just some other names on this Rams defense. Kenny Young, Leonard Floyd, Jordan Fuller, and Taylor Rapp, who has come a long way. Uh there's just some good, solid veterans on this team. And I, I can't forget A. Sean Robinson, he's he's another one holding it down in the middle. But Justin Hollins, young guy, he's going to be able to come out there and make a difference, man. It's just, it's awesome. We don't really need any other big names. They got Aaron Donald, Jason, Jalen Ramsey obviously heading the thing, but they got everybody else just plays a role. And at that point, that's what you need. When you have a great pass rusher and someone who could shut down one side of the field and Jalen Ramsey, that's all you need. That's, that's enough on the Rams. Let's move on over to, I think, one of the more exciting teams in this division. Um, I don't necessarily think that they're at the top of this division yet, but... This Cardinal team is definitely one that's on the come up, man. Um, so Arizona, they have built a two-headed monster on the defensive le- defensive edge, I should say, with J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones. Man, these guys are two sack machines over the last however many years. I believe over a certain amount of time, they're number one and number two in sacks in the NFL and leading it. Um, going over to old-ass A.J. Green was another sign they brought in. 
Um, AJ Green did not blend well with Joe Burrow, man. They, the targets were there. They just didn't complete many passes at all. Um, whatever it was, that's just a that's a, a tough mess, man. It happens. It happens. Unfortunately, it happens a lot. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to move on to Kyler. Kyler needs to take a big step, man. Kyler looked unbelievable at the beginning of last year. And if he can stay consistent, I think Kyler Murray is the future in this league. There's a reason that Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray come into the NFL together to grow together. That's what you do, man. If you're a head coach and you're coming in with a, a top pick in the NFL draft, you pick your number one guy so you and him can grow together in this league. And I love that philosophy. I love it's Cliff Kingsbury, and I love Kyler Murray's athleticism, man. He's, it's a confidence thing, man. If he can get it down 100% and he can finish a full season the way he started last year, Kyler Murray's going to be a problem in the NFL, like I said already. But this receiving core led by DeAndre Hopkins, who is the most versatile receiver in the NFL, in my opinion. This dude can do it all, deep ball, short ball, running after the catch, man. It, it's amazing what this dude can do. Um, they also have old-ass A.J. Green, already mentioned that once. Uh, Christian Kirk. He can do a lot on this team. Preseason, he's showing out. Deep ball guy out of Texas A&M. Christian Kirk does nothing but make plays. Let's, that be, let's just let that be known. Um, this receiving core is a little better than I thought. And Rondell Moore, Andy Isabella, two basically similar slot guys, but they are fantastic at what they can do. I'm excited to see what Rondell Moore can accomplish in the NFL. He basically beat Ohio State by himself uh, not too long ago, two years ago. And I, I think it's going to be a good mix. Um at the running back position, I'm really intrigued to see what they do with Chase Edmonds and if James Conner can come back to what he once was. Uh, I think it's a decent fit for him now. He's going to have an he's going to have a lot of opportunity, man. They might split, I'd say maybe 60-40. 60-40, man. I, they both can catch passes out of the backfield and make it a lot easier for Kyle to move around. Decent run blockers, or decent pass blockers, I should say. And they can both put their head down and, and get a few yards here and there. I'm just interested to see how they rotate in that. Um we're going to move on over to the defense, man. This defensive secondary led by Buda Baker, man. This is my player to watch. This dude is fantastic, man. I, everything he does is just, he's a hustle guy, man. He's a turnover machine. Uh, Buda Baker, shout out to you, man. You, you deserve this, man. You're getting paid like a top three safety in the NFL, and you are. You're 100% a top three safety in the NFL. They also picked up. Uh, big big signing, I think, in Marcus Golden. He was the only guy that was half-decent on the Giants' defense a few years back. Um, but now the Giants' defense turned it around. I didn't really mean to knock it out on you guys. But uh, Marcus Golden, really, he's good coming off the edge. Uh, Isaiah Simmons, is he's part of that positionless football, Jamal Adams-type mold, which is a good mold to have. The guy just made all sorts of money, I think $70 million on a four-year deal for a, a blitzing safety. Uh, basically positionless, but he's he's one of those guys that can fit in that mold. Isaiah Simmons can do it all on the football field. It's just he's missing out that that cemented role, but you really don't need a cemented role anymore because people are so damn athletic. Um, Zayvon Collins out of Tulsa was a hell of a pick. He's going to learn so much, man. He's more of an edge guy. He's going to learn so much from J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones. And not to forget, they have Jordan Hicks, man, the Cowboy killer on this team. So I'm excited to see what the, the Cardinals can do, but at the end of the day, man, the Cardinals – are just an interesting team, man. They're one of those teams. They're in a tough division. That's that's number one. Uh, they got a lot of talent around them, and I I would love to see if they can take that next step and and make the playoffs in this division. I'm not saying they're going to win it, but a wild card spot would be huge for this Arizona Cardinals team. Moving on over to Matt Slifer, Seattle Seahawks, man. One of the coolest pairs of uniforms, I should say, in the NFL. 
I always like the Seahawks uniforms, and they look clean. And it's it started off with Russell Wilson, man. This dude is started off last year like a ball of fire, man. And just he couldn't really put it all together at the end. You can't put that all on him, but people do. And I I did listen up here and there, and there's there's two sides to every story. But I think Russell Wilson is more than capable of getting back to his form, where he is a dominant dominant player in the NFL. And I'm excited to see what he does this year. He's he's coming along, man. He's he's a few years in the league now, the more than anybody ever thought, including anybody that drafted him and all the people that watched him play in college. But I love Russell Wilson, man. He's he's just one of those guys that you you root for. Um, he's got all the weapons in the world. And DK Metcalf, who's actually a robot, I don't think he's really human. Uh, he's got Tyler Lockett, who has been his go-to for years and years and years, but he kind of disappeared off the face of the earth when I needed him for my fantasy team last year, so I'm not too high on Tyler Lockett. But when those two are on the same page, Tyler Lockett, the touchdown machine. They showed faith in Chris Carson. They got that guy a little bit of money, and guess what? He's going to be running the ball for Seattle for some time now. And I have no problems with that because Chris Carson's very good at what he does when he's in the rhythm, man. He's a rhythm back, and I think Seattle noticed that. And they want to get him in a rhythm as much as possible, and I, I like to see it. Also, a uh, quick little shout-out to the Chris Collinsworth podcast, man. I, I love everything football, man. And um, Chris Collinsworth goes in a deep interview with Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner's an absolute freak. Uh, anything this dude does goes touches the goals of gold because he's just he's unbelievable at football, man. He's been the best linebacker, arguably the best linebacker in football since – Luke Heakley was in the league. They would go back and forth every single year, it felt like, and they're both just absolutely great linebackers. And as a linebacker, I'd watch a lot of teach tape on those guys. They taught me a lot in my career. So I, I love Bobby Wagner. He's a small, small D1 school guy, uh, Utah State. I'm not sure if anybody knew that. I, I honestly didn't until this podcast. And they, they talk a lot about that. And I know a lot of people can't stand Chris Collinsworth, but I promise you he's a pretty damn good host on a, on a podcast. Um, and then my player to watch for the Seattle Seahawks. I'm going to keep this one kind of short and sweet because nobody really knows what the Seahawks are going to do. They didn't do too, anything too crazy in the offseason. But Jamal Adams, man, this dude just got paid $70 million over the course of four years to be a positionless football player. But there's nothing wrong with that as long as you're making plays. And clearly Seattle sees that, and they're, they're, they're making it known that they see that he's making plays. And that they don't really care about PFF's rankings on him because the dude can line up all over football field and make a difference. I don't understand the Jamal Adams slander, um, and I, I, I never will. But Jamal Adams is an absolutely great football player. And this Seattle team, man, they could be just as good as they've been in the past, man. This is – I honestly think they finished in the two spot in this division. I think they're going to end up better than the Rams. They're going to surprise a lot of people. Uh, now we're going to move on to a quick little story, and then we're going to get on over to the AFC West. So when I played football overseas in Germany – we were in Division Four. If you win Division Four, you move up to Division Three. My team was a badass team. They didn't even need me over there. But by the time I got there, they were already six and zero, blowing people out of the water. Uh, besides this one team, there was one team, two teams, and like we ended up playing. They were pretty damn good. Um, the Augsburg Rapsers and the Erding Bulls. That's just they were really good, man. They had the imports. They were they were tough as nails, and we were we were pretty damn good. We we beat we ended up beating them. We ended up moving on up to Division Three. Of course, not my career ended after that, but uh, I loved every second of it, man. I can't thank my guys over in Germany enough for making it feel like home to me. But um, quick little story is, uh, so first game we're there, we're lighting them up, man. We're killing it. Uh, I think we were playing the Ants. I forget where they were from. 
But uh, every, every jersey there was awesome. It was so sick, man. But um, I light up the quarterback, man, and they bring in this dude who had to be 45 years old. He was just old as hell. I think he had, like, his grandkids there watching. It felt like. But um, so the ref comes out to me. He's like, hey, man, you're going to have to stop tackling him. If you go to tackle him, just wrap him up, and we'll blow the whistle. You'll be all right. Of course, the accents are much thicker than that, but it, it did 100% happen, and you could ask my buddies over in season, Germany, and my buddy Jake in New Zealand, all those guys out there, man, I love all those guys, my man Flo Kuhn, I, I could shout out guys forever, I'm actually going to see my buddy Luca uh, coming soon, he's sitting in the U.S. right now, something didn't work out for him, and it's a damn shame that they treat these dudes like this, but, so, going off of that, we get in there for halftime, and uh, I think we were up 56 to something, 56 nothing maybe, we, we didn't let up a point, I think we ended up winning 70 something to nothing, but, we get in for halftime, man, and, and everybody starts leaving the locker room. Like, what the hell's going on, man? Everybody's like, it's like the team thing, man. Usually sitting, a, you're sitting there. I'm coming right off of a, a four-year, playing D3. Like, wow, like halftimes so we're going to make adjustments and everything. But we're lighting this team up so bad. I guess they were cool with not making any adjustments at all. So, everybody's leaving. I'm like, I guess I might go leave and check out what's going on. I walk out of the locker room, I turn left, and there's half the offensive, defensive line, everybody's smoking cigarettes, man. It just blew my mind. It was hysterical to actually see. So I get on the phone with my dad at halftime, and he's watching it, he's streaming the game. I'm like, yo, dad, you're not going to believe this. He's like, what, dude, what do you mean? You guys are kicking ass. This is awesome. This is sweet. I was like, dad, we got dudes ripping bogues, literally next to the stadium right now, in full jerseys, uniforms, everything, just ripping cigarettes, like something out of the longest yard. He's like, get the fuck out of here. And sure enough, my dad comes on to uh, the semifinal game. He's like, Drew, it's the semifinal game, and these dudes are still ripping cigarettes. I'm like, yeah, dude, that's sort of God. It's just the way of life out here, man. Cigarettes are a totally different story overseas, man. So quick little info on myself, little story, and now we're going to get back to it. Moving on over to the AFC West. Uh, first of all, quick little thing before I start diving into the Chiefs. Andy Reid's preseason philosophy is something I feel like a lot more teams should understand. I get the injury thing. I get it. But his starters are playing the first half of this weekend's Chiefs game, and I think that's fantastic. And the twos and the threes are playing the second half. I feel like as, as preseason goes on and camp and all that finish out, that's really how you're going to tell if your guys are going to be good or not. I mean, you have the depth. You have the dudes that are basically making the roster and everything at this point. And I love that Andy Reid has the balls to play some starters for a half, man. So, Chiefs fans, be excited. I'd give every reason to. Um, and I really wish that there was a way to bet on which divisions, like in whole, would have like a certain amount of stats. Because I think the AFC West division is going to blow everybody out of the water when it comes to passing yards. Uh, they just have a lot of gunslingers in this division. Starting off with Patrick Mahomes, he's pretty much all you need to get to a Super Bowl. He will get you there by himself. He's absolutely fantastic. He does have a lot of help in Tariq Hill and uh, Travis Kelsey, who I, I can't say enough good things about, man. I mean, Tariq Hill is all of 5'9". Shout out to my buddy EJ from Germany. He played against him in college and shut him down. He'll not let anybody let that down, man. EJ, you're the man. And Tariq Hill is obviously the man, too, at the next level, man. So we'll see. Maybe they need a little bit of EJ on some defenses in the AFC West. But uh, Travis Kelsey is an absolute freak. Shaved beard or not, I think he's still going to go for at least 1,200 yards. I uh, love Travis Kelsey, man. He's literally a, a, a seven-foot receiver that people just leave wide open. And it blows my mind every single time. Um, I think this is a big year for uh, Edward Hilaire. I think he's going to make a big step, man. He, he came off like a ball of fire last year and kind of fell off more towards like the end of the season. But he didn't fall off. Like He just, I, I don't know, he was still a part of the team, man. And I, I really think that 
he can do anything that, that he has to do. Uh, my player to watch is always going to be the Honey Badger. That was the biggest jib of a Heisman of all time in his college career. Turnover machine, absolute beast at LSU. I love him, man. I, I'm always going to love the Honey Badger. And the fact that he's on the Chiefs' backside, he's the quarterback of that defense. Mahomes the quarterback of the offense. The Chiefs just really can't go wrong, man. They're, the firepower on that team is ridiculous. They're fun to watch. A lot of movement. Patrick Mahomes can make any freaking throw you ever throw with this dude. Like, literally, with his eyes closed, probably lefty. I, that dude's unbelievable, man. He's going to be great for the longest time. Um, and I'm not saying he's going to take over Brady, but he's going to be damn near close by the end of his career. Um, now we're moving on over to the Oakland Raiders. My, my opinion, I think this is one of the worst teams in the NFL. Uh, come on, hit me with all the slander you want. But John Gruden is just one of these dudes that just runs stuff into the ground. I mean, he, I feel like he drafts like he's smarter than everybody else. And in the long run, it's just going to kill him. It's going to crush his dreams of this whole contract, man. He's one of the highest paid coaches in the NFL. And he's taking his team and just running it down to the ground. And it's a damn shame because there's a lot of guys out there that deserve a coaching job. And look look what these dudes are doing, man. You got Matt Rule in, in Carolina. He's going to turn that team around. You got just young coaches that are like Salah so coming over from the, the Niners to the Jets, man. This dude's going to change the he's going to change the culture of the Jets, man. Just putting that out there. Um, moving on over uh, to their offense. Derek Carr is pretty damn good. I know he doesn't get a lot of credit. And I also love Darren Waller. But there's only so much that these two dudes can do, man. I, I have no faith in Henry Ruggs. I really don't. Josh Jacobs, man, he's he's an injury away from – I mean, I, no one no one's going to say that. But, I mean, Josh Jacobs, he, he could be great. He could be great. But I'm not too sold on him either, man, this, this entire team. What's going to save this team is next year in free agency when Devontae Adams comes out because everybody wants out of Green Bay. And he goes and plays with his college buddy, Derek Carr. And then they, they, they bring it back to the old Raiders, man. I, the guy on his defense I absolutely love is Max Crosby. He's a star on a defense that, personally, I feel like isn't anything fantastic. Uh, they, they control their own destiny, though, because it's not like hockey or basketball, man. It's, it's one game, man. You can, you can make a win out of one game. You can, and they, they've showed you, man. This, this Raider team can play hard, and they can hang with some of the best teams in the league. They're, all, they're actually in almost every game they play with the Chiefs. And it's a division game, I get that. But it's, it's, it's a miracle that the NFL playoff doesn't get more respect, man. People love this NBA like playoff run. They love the hockey playoffs. I get it, man. The seven games is exciting. It is. But the balls it takes to win one game, that's what separates football and everything else. you got to win that one game. you got to be on that one game. For example, man, Phoenix Suns started off 2-0 and lost 4-2. The Phoenix Suns would be the, the, the NBA champions if it wasn't for a seven-game series. But instead, Giannis gets his first. I, I love Giannis. I'm not taking anything away from that. That's just how it's built. But I just I really think that it's a make-or-break year for Josh Jacobs. He's going to be my player to watch, too. I'm not going to lie. Because if he could put it together, man, this Raiders team, they're a run game away from being really exciting in a tough division, man. I think this division's pretty damn good. And they got a lot of dudes, young guys, man, that just make a difference, man. Like this guy on the next team, Justin Herbert, man. I'm, I'm going with the Chargers to make a big step. If anybody else makes, it, makes the playoffs from this division, other than the Chiefs, it's going to be the Chargers in a wild card spot. And I, I think they're in every single game last year. Would they lose? How many? Seven games by one score or less? Felt like McDaniel football out there, to be honest. But they're just... Young gunslinger, man. I love Herbert. I love that he has Keenan Allen. I love that he has uh, uh, Mike Williams, man. Mike Williams, 
He's he's the hype train. Mike Williams is the hype train. That guy's gonna catch touchdowns no matter what. But he's another one that just has trouble staying healthy. I, and Keenan Allen, I can say the same thing about him. But he's just the but he's I'd say Keenan Allen and Amari Cooper, uh, Devontae Adams. Those are your top three route runners in the NFL, and they could split up. You can have an argument for all three of them. And I'll, I'll get all the shit in the world for that, man. Just watch the tape. Watch the tape on all three of those guys, man. They're, they're going to show you what you want to see. Um, I think Austin Eckler is going to be an absolute stud this year. He's going to get the respect he deserves by the end of this season. And I, I don't know how he hasn't got it all this right, like, already. But fantasy-wise, he's starting to get it because he catches a million passes a year. But running the ball, like, you don't think, you don't, you don't think premier running back and you, Austin Eckler's not even the top five that, that jumps into your eye, like, into your head. And I think after this year, it's, it's going to be that way. Going to be that way. Um, like I said, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams have been together for what seems like forever as a tandem. Um, and they got a young, deep threat, man. Uh, what's his name? Jalen Guyton, that's his name. Had to do a little research. I apologize. But this dude is making a difference already with Justin Herbert. They already have the connection they need. He's a deep threat and a half, man. I, I love Jalen Guyton. Defensively, man, they have the other Bosa. I'm just going to say that. They got Joey. Joey's damn good. He's just another one that's got to stay healthy, man. The amount of people in this league that just have to stay healthy to be absolute studs is absurd. And I'm just going to keep saying it, man, because it's the fucking truth, man. These guys... If they could stay healthy, man, they, they're going to be good, man. And do you want to talk about staying healthy and being good? You're going to have Joey Bosa in the front. And a name that not many people know and they should know is Derwin James. This dude's my player to watch. Derwin James was an absolute freak at Florida State, had a hell of a rookie year, and hasn't really been around because he's he's literally got – he's made of glass. Derwin James is made of glass. Give me all the shit that you want. Derwin James made of glass. But when he's on the field, this dude – is just an absolute fucking playmaker, man. He's fun to watch. Any young safety, get the tape out now. Seriously, you're listening to this. You're a young safety, young D-back. Watch what this guy can do from the safety position and just just admire it, man. Like, take notes, man. Do the footwork. Do what he does on the screen. Try to copy that, and you're going to be all right, man. He's just a production magnet when he's on the field. He's capable of changing this entire defense. That, that seven games the Chargers lost by one score or less, I'm telling you, he's switching at least four of those just himself. And please, please reach out to me saying I'm wrong. Please. Like, I would love that. Because, I mean, the Chargers, got, they, got some, they got some people in the secondary. They got a young, young, young linebacker from, uh, from Kenneth Murdy in Oklahoma. I love that guy. He's, he's going to be good, too. Don't get me wrong, I got eaten alive a little bit in the past game as a rookie. Shout out to PFF for doing all that. He's just on the move, 100%. This dude played in a defense where he was pretty much the only one in college, man. Oklahoma's defense, I should say Big 12 defense, has never been something that you look forward to. It's, it's just, you, if you want, if you watch the Big 12, you took the over. And, and I'm, call me out. You took the over. We all know you took the over. You don't watch Big 12 to, for defense. You don't. You really don't. Um, and now we're going to move it on over to the last team in the AFC West division. If you want to talk about complete teams that are missing one piece, it's the Denver Broncos, man. This this team has receivers. They have tight end. They have some running backs. If you want to trust Melvin Gordon the slightest bit, Javante Williams is going to be all right, according to my cousin Austin. I don't really believe in it. But 
show me some stats, man. Get me going. Interact with me. I, I would love to hear your feedback on what you guys think of those guys like Javante Williams. Um, but Drew Locke, man, he looked great in preseason. Teddy Bridgewater, you look great in preseason. The problem is it's preseason. You two are, are not the most consistent quarterbacks, man. I, and I, I'm saying that like I'm talking to him, but it's just the, it's the flat-out truth, man. Teddy Bridgewater hasn't been Teddy Bridgewater, really. Teddy Checkdown, I should say. He turned into Teddy Checkdown, or Teddy Checkdown after his first year in Minnesota, man, because he looked promising, man. I thought Teddy Bridgewater was going to flip around the Vikings. And I hate Kirk Cousins. Everybody knows I hate Kirk Cousins. But Teddy Bridgewater, he stays healthy. I think that Vikings team is a totally different team. And I'll say that until the day I die. But offensively, man, they got Jerry Judy. They got Cortland Sutton. They got my man Tim Patrick. No one knows about him, but I love that guy. He's a, he's a big, big fantasy guy. Like when you're hurting for a fantasy guy, Tim Patrick will fall in the end zone that week, I promise you. And you heard it here first. No offense, dude. Stay healthy. You're a freak. I love you. Everybody loves you. You're fun to watch, man. And I, I would love for you and Drew Locke or you and Teddy to just grow in this league together, man. You're, you just got to be consistent. And you are consistent. You're just never healthy. No offense. You're a beast, man. I, I love having you on my fantasy team. And I, I just sucks when I have to play, like, some nonsense backup tight end like Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, I'm saying that. Sorry, Giants fans. I'm going to say it again. I Screw Kyle Rudolph. That guy's just tad and looks cool and catches one-handed interceptions when I when I don't need him to. Or one-handed touchdowns when I don't need him to. Um, so uh, we're going to go over to this Denver defense, man. This Denver defense, they're getting a big guy back. And he's my player to watch, too. We're going with Von Miller, who was he's coming back, and he's still – I think he could still be a defense MVP. Von Miller was an absolute freak for the longest time, and everybody just seems to forget about him when he misses one season because he was out early. But, I mean, like I said, when he's healthy, he's a stud. Von Miller's going to be a beast this year. You heard it here first. I want to take him to lead the NFL in sacks because I'm pretty sure he dipped any odds. I'm pretty sure he dipped. So I, I wouldn't be a dumb idea to take that. And then Justin Simmons, man. You're long-term. You're getting paid. We're expecting a lot from you, man. You turn this team around. Turn this team around. Can you play quarterback? Maybe you could play quarterback. Be a little more consistent to Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. What do you think? I think it's an idea. Um, I, I really think that if they for somehow got Aaron Rodgers after this year, so not this year, but next year, if they get Aaron Rodgers at the end of his, his contract, like – Dude, this, this Denver team is going to be the truth, man. And Jerry Judy is going to be ten times better. Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, young guys, dude. No offense, dude. They, they have everything that they need. I think they're the most complete team in the NFL without a quarterback. And I, I, I'm going to stand by that. Um, also, I, I just want to say thank you to all you guys for listening. I think that's pretty much it. Uh, shout out to... Coming back, I'm happy to be back. I love doing this. And uh, please, all feedback, like I said, all feedback, any at all, shoot me a text. DM me on Instagram. Instagram is DrewBob4. On Twitter, I believe it's Drew underscore Scott4. Hit me up with any questions you got. I, I really appreciate everybody that's listening, and I hope you all enjoyed this episode. You yeah, have a good one.